dollar short of sports. Apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. Hello. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 309. How are we? Feel great. Feel great? Doing well. Feel better than you were last night? Mm. Meaning we weren't we weren't off because of illness, but feel like Thursday. Oh, because my Dungeons and Dragons uh, meeting last night, mm-hmm. as Rowdy said, it went long. Yeah, I had to do I had to do another fantasy draft. So these boys were gracious enough to postpone fantasy auction draft, which is a different animal. Mm-hmm. And I still don't really understand what I'm doing, but I thought I got $150 to light on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, in one of my leagues they just put up a poll that they're like, "Hey, should we change this up for next year?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, auction." I was like, "I Yeah, don't. that's everyone thinks auction sounds great until you realize that there are features that you could not even fathom <laughs> right. to this thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's this winding mountain road, but you have no yeah. map or headlights, or guardrails. <laughs> yeah, Rowdy. Yeah. Well, also though, we're now recording on Thursday, which is yeah. I, th- I think unanimously we agree is the best day of the week. Oh, without question, best day of the week. <laughs> in, no in, doubt about in, it. The best day of the week in a top three month. In a top three month, correct. Yes. Uh, top four month, top third, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, top third. Top uh, third. Rowdy, where are you at with months? Give me your top, give me your Rushmore months. Yeah. Where are your top um, four months? June. Okay. Okay. Birthday Is that a birthday boy? thing? Uh, uh-huh. Birthday anniversary. Um, it's your birthday summer, anniversary? Summer, hey, it's my birthday summer, anniversary. Summertime. <laughs> it's my one year birthday anniversary. Uh, Birthdays are anniversaries, Rowdy. Come on. All right. Summertime? Just because it's summer? You like summer? Yeah. I've never never considered you a summer But June only has like nine days of summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's like, it's getting there. It's like spring and summer. It's a good month. It literally Um, is. That's that's Mm -hmm. about it. Just June? Just June. That's the only good month. That's your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> yeah. It's more like a, like a Saddam Hussein statue or something. Yeah, it's just mo- sing- singular. Yeah. That's more of a Stonewall Jackson <laughs> yeah. uh, situation that you've got going there, buddy. That's not, that's not a We're going to tear your statue down. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Reed, guys. Give Sorry me your Rushmore. So right. Give me your month. Uh, October, September... Gotta have a cold one in there. So if we're doing birthday months, I'll go February. And it's May. May? Why May? I think May. It's not as bad weather as April, but it's like everything's blooming. It's warming up a little bit, but still cool evenings. Mm. Pre-bugs. Mm. Bugs. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Although so, they're not that many bugs anymore. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. bugs. Yeah. Uh, I got bugs. Sorry about you. Bugs aren't real. <laughs> yeah. You know what bugs are? Uh, the surveillance uh, state. Yeah. That's what bugs are. Uh, That's right. I got Big September, bug. I got September, October, March. Okay. Big That's March. a cold one. 
Big March guy. Oh, March Madness. Yeah, yeah. that's a cold one, too. you got to have a cold one, I think. March is like a, a kind of a perfect storm for me. Yeah. October and March are, are the best sports months. Okay. Rocktober and the madness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't really care. <laughs> With Rowdy. Yeah. My, surprisingly, my Rushmore only has th- three. <laughs> okay. September, right. October, and March. There's a lot of fair l- enough. There's a long lull in there between three and nine. Yeah. And I well. don't care for any of it. Yeah. They can all miss me with all of it. <laughs> yeah. Kick. Yeah. Unfortunately, with all the climate change, my worst months will just become longer and longer, and then it will all just be summer. Right. Like, this is this is the part I wanted to just miss. gonna be. It's gonna be swampy all the time. Yeah. With way with all the westerners moving here to drink our water. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, harvest season, Rowdy, you were saying uh, on our text thread that you had, you did some some pawpaw. Uh, oh harvesting yeah, recently. There's there might still be some up there, but yeah, a couple weeks ago went out got got our got our yearly harvest of pawpaws. So I gotta do that, man. I'm afraid I'm a little late this year. I just spade, you know, I'm out uh, jet setting and I, I know spaced that's true. It. Now when you go pawpaw hunt. Uh, harvesting, hunting, papa hunting. Yeah. Do you always go on horseback, or was this a special occasion? That's true. Oh, that was yeah. Pawpaws aren't that tall, dude. You don't need a horse. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, that that's what I do in my when I'm not harvesting. I'm you know. No, riding. I don't. Riding, just riding. That's what. Just you riding, riding, riding the horses. <laughs> now, how fast did you get this horse up to? Oh, I didn't even canter. I just, it was a oh. trail ride. You didn't crip walk or nothing? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It just, wasn't dressage? It, no. So what these guys are referencing is over Labor Day weekend, I went and took the kids down and we rode horses for a one-hour trail ride at Brown County State Park. What was your horse's name? I had Rooster. Rooster, okay. And Rooster was a decent horse. Rooster. Did Rooster I, have one I, eye? I, no. Yeah. Does Rooster sure. is the is he the first one to get up in the morning? Mm. Oh, that could be. I was yeah that that could make sense. That Early I could. Riser. The, I was also wondering about um, Rooster is uh, the uh, oh shoot what's the True Grit True Grit. That's why yeah. I asked. Rooster Cogburn. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Does he have so. one eye? That's, did you? Oh okay. That's did he. I see, you, I see, I see. Are you connecting that I now? I see now, I see now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Rooster, <laughs> but you Rooster have, was a pretty good horse. You see, but you have a lack of depth because you only have one eye. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're like Kirby Puckett. I don't know the name <laughs> of the horse right in front of me, but that was not a good horse. That horse had the farts. And oh, horse farts, huh? It, it was just nonstop the whole ride. What they just sound kept like. farting right, just, I mean, we're like. Literally in your face. Yeah. It was a smelly ride, but <laughs> yeah, horses are horses stink. How many times would you say you guys have been on a horse? Um, three, three times. That that's you my feel guess. Like it, three. It, it feels maybe that's what I was gonna say. It feels like you're guessing, but this is your life. It's not like I'm asking you well, how many times I mean, you think I've been on a horse. I'd have to I'd have to check the spreadsheet for animals <laughs> ridden, but I'm gonna guess three. I think this was my first time in 20 years, but. Um, wow, but the oh, there was probably, a summer yeah. in college that I worked at a camp and we and they had horses, and so I would always try to get, uh, I would always try to be the horse camp counselor, 
because then I got to ride horses every day. Wait, are you a camp counselor for horses or yeah, just a horse camp? No, horse it's horse like camp. horse camp. Kids could sign up to do like ha- have their like specialty be horses. So I think every kid every kid at camp got to ride the horses once a week. But if the kids signed up for horse camp, they got to do it every day. And so I got to do that, I think, a couple weeks over that summer. So that was pretty cool. So, so we had to like a lot of horses, rode a lot of horses, had, to, you know, and, and then I think in Boy Scout camp, I did that once, too, when I was getting mm. like my horse riding merit badge. And so there we had to my do horse like badge. cantering mm-hmm. and galloping and clean Dressage. the hooves and all that oh. kind of stuff. Leaping. So, so yeah, I guess I've ridden. I guess I'm a pretty experienced rider. Okay, firing from underneath the yeah. neck while in a full gallop. <laughs> I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Yeah, some Comanche style. Yeah. So, uh, what is your confidence level on a horse from one to ten? One being about a three. Really? Wow. I would have put you. I would have pegged you higher. I thought maybe you were gonna go with a seven. They're large now, beasts. When you but when you get on a horse. Is it like when you go golfing, where like you just step on it, you, horse takes a couple steps, and you're like, "Were you barefoot?" Well, wow, guys, I'm really good at this. Like, I'm surprisingly. It all came back to me. That's yeah, true. I'm surprisingly good at <laughs> this. You know, riding a horse is like riding a bike. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I believe that. Yeah. Suss it out. Tell us how. <laughs> I mean, it's just what like the, riding a bike. What other animals place? have you guys ridden? That's it. Uh, I've who? ridden an elephant and a camel, I believe. Who asked? Oh me? wow! Someone asked me the other day, how many how many camels do you think you've seen in your life? Over under four. I'm gonna put the over under at four. Do you think that you've over. seen four unique ca- camels? Yeah, I've four seen over, unique camels. Over, over, over yeah. four, yeah. Over really? four for sure. Yeah, yep. at different zoos. Yeah, and man. Circuses, parades. Yeah. What parades uh, are you going to that have camels? Uh, uh, like random, like animal parks. Yeah, just that you haven't been to three different zoos. I don't think so. I've been oh, to and most zoos have animal. more than one camel. Our zoo doesn't have a camel. What? Andy Zoo doesn't have a camel. I think they used to. What kind of? <laughs> what, what kind of milk toast <laughs> animal captive park are they running down there? <laughs> I don't think I've seen more than four unique camels in my life. I've oh, probably no way, seen three. But I don't I've, I've seen three. I've seen at least three moose in the wild. Is the is is where you're going with this? Are you getting? Are you leading up to asking whether or not camels are real? Absolutely not. It's a good question. It's one we should explore. Uh, I think yeah. That maybe that's a podcast idea. Uh, are camels and real? A- real animals that you haven't seen, and then just yeah. trying to convince people if they're real or not. It's just called prove it. <laughs> prove it. Prove it. Mm. I've never seen one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no, it has nothing to do with that. I just somebody actually asked me, like, how many unique camels do you think you've seen in your life? And I was like, I I think the person, I think it, it was a woman. She said, maybe two. And I said, oh, I've for sure seen no more way. than two. And then I'm like, I yeah. don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen more than three real camels. I definitely have seen more than three camels. 
No doubt but about when? it. But when? When have you seen? I mean, I've been to the Indianapolis I Zoo. Think, I've been to the no. Cincinnati or Cincinnati or Columbus Zoo. I've been to the San Diego Zoo. No, camels are the Mandela effect of the animal kingdom. Well, we talking two humps or one? Because now we're getting tricky no, here. Any? I'm saying any. I don't think I've ever seen a two-humped camel, but I'm saying, in on general, in general. <laughs> on generally? Yeah, that camels are the Mandela effect of the animal kingdom. You think you've seen more, but if you really start, I've to- ridden one, <laughs> so I definitely saw that one. <laughs> That was a very uncomfortable ride, as I remember. Yeah. I, I can't this, imagine it'd be super comfy. I thought the I saddle was going to fall off. Yeah, it seems like, I think, I mean, you feel that with horses where you're just like, yeah, you got to kind of balance with them. But yeah, being on a camel, I feel like you'd, you'd be up even higher. That'd make me a bit nervous. Yeah, you're Didn't top heavy on that, on that camel. Didn't we talk about the camel racing? That the happened? beauty, the beauty contest. Camel beauty po- yeah. contest. Yeah. Yeah. Where people were gaming the system, doing plastic surgery. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. There you go. No more cosmetic surgery. You know what the now prize... What, we, we, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The prize money for the Camel Beauty Contest is currently at $66 million. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> so it pays. Oh. It pays. Camel's yeah, pay. I had no idea. Big Camel. This is well. This is how I always they thought that was an R.J. Reynolds company, but I guess <laughs> it's real camels too. Yeah, yeah. This is how they convince you that they're real. Yeah. Maybe they no. Still let me let, let me clarify. That sounded like I don't believe in camels. I believe in camels. I just think that well, people are how, overestimating how many camels they've actually d- seen. Now you haven't sp- you haven't specified. Do they have to be alive? <laughs> Why did you want to show me something cool? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got this tarp over here with a bunch of camels under it. <laughs> no, because... These are my it, ugly camels. Because me and Big City went to the Natural History Museum, and we saw lots of animals that were taxidermied. Oh, yeah, no, those don't count. Live no camels, camels though. Yeah. The, natural, the American Natural History Museum, zero camels. Shock. Shock. Yeah. We used to have camels pre-Ice Age, mm. like with the woolly mammoths and the saber-tooths and the short-faced bears, mm. but and horses, too, but no more. But we saw bison. The owl display was dope. Hey, North America's got a lot of owls that you don't know about. <laughs> don't tell me what I know about owls. They are small, and you would not think they were an owl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah, couple of pigeons. Like smaller <laughs> yeah. than pigeons, smaller than New York pigeons. <laughs> Sparrows? Nah, dude, they're more like, uh, they're well, they're full bodied, you know? They don't have a regular, like, bird feeder bird body. They're more, you know, like elliptical mm-hmm. and just, you know, girthy. But, I mean, one's like four or five, maybe six inches tall. Yeah, there's, they have one of those at Eagle Creek. Uh, yeah, I forget uh, what they were called. I know the Screech Owl is small. But, um, yeah, they're going to be at the Pow Wow, I think, this weekend. Oh, FYI, everybody listening, Anderson Town Pow Wow in Alec, Alexandria. I know it's confusing, but this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. There you go. 
Uh, uh, owls. Don't look at them. <laughs> That's right. Steal your soul. We all know yeah. that. Yeah, body's right. Uh, so do we want to talk about sports? I mean, if you Let's want to. do it. Hey, Rowdy, how about some sports? How about it? Well, I mean... First, let's get some first-hand recap here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Reed. Oh, yeah, baby. You were just in the big city. With just big city. in the big city with Big City. Oh, and big city we went to the Friday night to the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows, Queens, New York. It was dope. We had night uh, tickets for the night session, and we lucked out and got an unbelievable draw. We got uh, Coco Goff and um, Novak Djokovic. Whoa. So perhaps one of the brightest up-and-coming American women and now the most decorated tennis player in the history of professional tennis. The six-seed Coco Goff. How did you get? How did you score those tickets? I thought you guys were just going to, like... Puts around the outer courts. You guys got nah, it, dude. Like, we got Arthur Ashe night session Friday night third round, and it was Coco Golf versus Merton, a German woman. That went three sets, and then it was uh, Slovakian civil war. It was uh, Novak Djokovic versus Laszlo Giri, D J E R E. I think it's Giri. Mm. Uh, that I got real excited. Because it started right. out Jiri six one six one and Djokovic left the court after the second set. And then he promptly came back and dominated and closed it out. But we were at Arthur Ashe Stadium until like probably one thirty in the morning. Beautiful, Whoa. cool New York evening. Uh, we were drinking the uh, signature cocktail of the US Open called the Honey Deuce. Which is a pint oh, glass. Oh, I see what you did there. See okay. there? A pint glass with Grey Goose, Lemonade, and Blackberry Chambois. What is it? Chambois? Chambourg. And three Honeydew Melon Balls on a stick. Look like tennis mm. balls. And they were refreshing and delicious and did not last long. Okay. Yeah. Probably packed a punch. You had to buy them in bulk because the lines were in. Hey, here's another interesting experience. New Yorkers, they don't stand on line. They were raising hell. The lines were insane for the merch and the drinks and everything because you couldn't get into the park before 6 o'clock, so just everybody came in at the same time. And, dude, hearing people from, like, Jersey and all the different boroughs, just raising hell about the lines was kind of funny. And there were a lot of drunk Jersey what? people there. I got stabbed in the back with a fingernail by a woman. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? Just trying to buy a ball cap. First question, what were you yeah. wearing? What was I wearing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Had on some Asics, which didn't, which I forgot Djokovic wears Asics, so nothing, that was a, that was a also, bummer. But nothing good happens after midnight, so... I'm not surprised you got stabbed by a woman's fingernail. Oh, yeah. You ever walk around Flushing, Queens at like 2 in the morning? It's wild. Yeah. I did hear some, I did see some glass bottles being broken in the bike lane. <laughs> That's so that was nice. a real, that was a real New York experience. Warriors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was awesome, dude. We had a blast. We were probably there, man, seven, 
almost eight hours. So and you, it was a lot of fun. Was that the Coco Golf three set match that Justin Bieber was also at? That's correct. Uh, along with us at the match was Justin Bieber, Seal, which I spotted with binoculars. I spotted him from afar in a box. And Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets. Buckets himself. Very yep. fun. And you guys yeah, all they just did hung put, out in they did put the beeb, They did put the beebs on uh, the Jumbotron. Yeah, Coco Golf made a made a comment that she dropped the first set, and then she realized Justin Bieber was there, and she's like, I can't lose. There, there it is. Not in, not in front of the Biebs. Not in front of the and Mrs. Biebs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was awesome. It was wild how quiet it got and then how, like, instantly loud it would get. And I had forgotten uh, watching tennis, like, and it was more intense in person, how fickle tennis fans are. It's just whoever's winning it gets the biggest mm. cheer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, when Djokovic was down 6-1, 6-1, like, when, when uh, uh, Laszlo won that second set, dude, the place went nuts. Really? Yeah. And then Djokovic comes back, and I think it was like 6-2, Just, I mean, just turned it on. It yeah. was like, whoa, dude. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Can you Highly see, recommended. A+. Can plus. you see the action pretty well? Like, from anywhere? Yeah, you can stadium? see the action, but here's the... the stadium? Yeah. 27,000. What? And you can see very well. You can hear the ball, the sneaker squeaks. You can't always... Oh... Also interesting, Rowdy, no judges, all computer, what? no line. Yeah. There is an umpire in the chair, but only the only other people on the court are the ball people. Like, it was mm -hmm. all, and it was so weird because they would change the score so quickly on the board because of the computers that you couldn't tell if what point you were on. Like, you always thought, you oh, they're getting ready to change it, but it would change instantly. But, yeah, we could see great, except there's this weird thing that happens. I don't know if this is a tennis thing, a New York thing, or what, but people just sit wherever they want until the other people come and we're like, you're in our seats. And then they just move across the aisle and sit in open seats until someone else comes and says, you're in our seats. And so mm. when those idiots are standing up and stealing someone else's seats, it's hard to see. But other than that, bueno. It was, I mean, we watched like two or three couples come up, sit down, and then within like 10 minutes, somebody's like, hey, you're in our seats. And then they would literally move like two rows down across the stairs and sit down. And then 10 minutes later, hey, you're in our seats. Huh. It's like, there's not really a bad seat. Just go to your seats. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have tickets. Well, how'd they get in? It's not for me to explain well, it to you. Yeah, maybe they jumped the fence, huh? <laughs> yeah, crawled in through uh -huh. the sewer, uh -huh. parachuted in. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, it's who can know these things. Yeah, but is it there, was awesome. Is there standing room seats or is it no full fully seats all fully seats? As they say and in if you are in the lower bowl, you cannot get out of your seat during a point. And you cannot go back to your... Like, they hold you in the tunnel until after a game. In fact, they stopped the... They, the umpire stopped uh, golf from serving at one point because a lady got up and started to walk up the stairs, like, during her serve. 
Isn't that odd? Etiquette. I know we've probably talked about this before, but isn't that odd that that golf and and tennis are this way? That you have to, that they expect you to be so quiet. Yep. Well, that's interesting because everybody like up where we were was talking because I don't think you can hear down there. But the U.S. Open is notorious for being the loudest like crowd. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because people were talking, but it would get very quiet and then roarous applause. But and then on the commercial breaks, they play like EDM music and the lights go nuts. Like get jacked. Go get another honey deuce and get jacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So is this going to be Super an annual fun. thing, you think? We talked about it, maybe. Uh, I uh, suggested, too, that maybe we do like a two-day run at the precursor to the U.S. Open, the Cincinnati Open. Yeah. And then we could, like, drive there a couple days in a row and watch matches all day. Yeah, Cincinnati. That'd be a little uh, cheaper. I'm pretty sure... I don't know if Coco Djokovic won that won one or not, but she won, she won a couple... Uh, leading up to the open, Djokovic won. Yeah, isn't that where she got real irritated at the re- at the at the ref ump judge? What do you call him? No, she got super irritated in round two because the woman she was playing was using the whole twenty five minute service clock, and it was like slow mo. It took forever. Twenty five minutes. I mean, sorry, second. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I thought maybe they had like a full like in in chess where you you start with a certain amount of time. Yeah, you just use yeah you can use, use it you your can discretion. Use it all yeah 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 yeah. You can, they're gonna start just, it. I'm gonna stand here for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, then I'm gonna turbo serve. Well, it's it's nice you had a good time. Oh, a blast! Uh, if you ever need a tour guide in New York City, Big City is a the guy. We went all yeah, over the place. It was he awesome. He took you to a deli. He's a good host. Yeah. Yep. Went to Cat's Deli. Yeah. Ate tons of cured meats. Got the meat sweats. I mean, full cycle, baby. Yeah, he is. He he is a good host for what a jerk of a guy he is. He actually. Oh can. man. Oh yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? What's next? What are we doing? Well, I guess. College football, I guess. Week one. Oh, yes. Week one of college football. Hey, another milestone, guys. This was the first time in probably three years that I watched an Alabama game with another human. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, well, you know, you do what you can when you're in the big city. You can't, it's hard to get away from people in the Big Apple, uh, Rowdy. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Huge week in college football. Notre Dame on a tear, 2-0, and start the season, beating up on people, putting up points. Mm-hmm. Alabama Big taking points. care of business, think they found their quarterback. And uh, as I kept saying to Big City, for some reason I had Milfo in my head instead of Milrow. So from here on out, it is Jalen Milfo, starting Milfo. quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, that's right, Rowdy. Alabama only won by 49 points against Middle Tennessee State. Oh, that's it? Yep. Oh, man. Well, nowhere to go but up. Notre but Dame the, won by 53. That's right. Tennessee Notre State. Dame laid the wood, too. Caught, to caught the second half of that, I believe. Uh, but the real story of the weekend. Two real was stories. Two real two stories. Real. Two not only upsets. But embarrassments, dominations, 
Clemson oh. and LSU lost, respectively, to Duke and Florida State. Well, okay. There's then there's three stories. What yes, Oregon? The, Oregon? Oh, I forgot the Buffs. Colorado yes, beat the Buffs. Uh, TCU, that was the opener. I don't know if the LS. So LSU and Florida State played in. I think it was the Orlando. Were, were they the, yeah, they were a camping camping world. Were camping they, world. Was that was the Duke's Mayo Bowl, right? That was the one before. It doesn't matter. No, I don't think it was actually. But that was a number eight ranked Florida State team playing in Florida. So it was if you when they showed the crowd, I mean, it was pretty much a home crowd for Florida State. So yeah, but dude, they dominated. Did you watch yes. that game? They got yeah, they, yeah, they got handled. they beat them up. They right. out physicaled them. It was yeah. a absolute pleasure. Yeah, that game for sure. Duke Clemson was Woo, that was a almost route. almost the opposite in that Clemson had what was it more yards, more first downs, more t- trips to the red zone, and more uh, fumbles in the red zone. Hey, that's all that it takes. That's all that's it takes. Right. right when the ball goes backward, it ain't good. Yeah. So and they come they uh, beat uh, Clemson. I mean by twenty one. Yeah, three to touchdowns. Yeah, it was. Uh, I also saw something that I think Duke has two, four, and five star recruits, and Clemson has fifty eight. Wow. And if you watch that game, Duke came to. Pl- I mean, they those tackles they were cracking them, man. That they just out physical them. It, yeah. I, it well, was impressive. Duke's defense was impressive. Their quarterback is suspect. 50% completion rating. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he didn't have a great outing. Work. Yeah. He didn't have a great outing, but, man, Duke's defense laid the wood. They, ha- they had to because they were on the field for so long. Yeah. <laughs> they, the, they won. The only thing that mattered is the turnovers. They won the turnovers, and the turnovers uh, were was the difference. When, yep. Every time that, was it five trips, seven trips to the red zone for inside the 20 for Clemson? And they came away yeah, Clemson with could, seven between the Between the 20s, they could basically do whatever they wanted. But when they yeah. got down in, in the collapse field, dude, it the was craziest, unreal. The craziest stat I heard in that game was at the half, Clemson had been inside the red zone four times, and Duke had not been there at all. Yeah. And the game was 7-6. Well, to six Yeah, the time. first touchdown was a quarterback keeper that went for like 30 yards or something. Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't score from the red zone, Duke. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other game was uh, Colorado, who uh, beat TCU. That, that's a huge upset. Dion, well, is it though? I mean, they just lost by 60 in the national championship game. So, I mean... There was one of the unranked beats the ranked in Fort yeah. Worth. In Fort Worth, that's true. Forty-five, yeah. forty-two, records were set everywhere. Shadir oh Sanders God. set the record for most, like five hundred and ten, five hundred ten yards. Most he said that's the most he's ever thrown in any game. Yeah, it was uh, a personal record too. PR first time Colorado has ever had four wide receivers over a hundred yards, uh, and first time they've had a wide receiver score three touchdowns in a game. Have I slipped so, a cog? Did they really lose by 60? Yeah, I think they lost by 60. 
I had forgotten. Wasn't that, that right? I feel like I it know was they 16. got blown out and it was something insane, but I had forgotten. Like, I kind of uh, blocked 65, that out. Yeah, six, well, 58, 65 to 7. <laughs> <laughs> the national championship game. <laughs> yeah. no, it, no. But yet somehow Michigan's number two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's that's week one. Week two, really, for some of us. Well, zero week. But you there's had also, your zero week. Yeah, there's also another week one going on. Viva Haters. Viva Haters. Viva Viva Haters. Hi. Taters, that's right. It's time for the surest thing in podcasting served up for your consumption. Smother, covered, chopped, and chewed. Rowdy. Yep. Mouthful oh, of crackers and all. Yes, yeah. baby. He's in mid-season four. <laughs> yep. Cheese it time. <laughs> Cheese it time. He's ready for that Cheese it bowl. Somebody has been doing some training. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Rowdy. I'm glad to have you back. It's been so long. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I'm glad, glad, you're glad back I'm back. back. You're glad somebody's back? Glad everything's back. Yeah. Well, what, what have you been doing with your time off? Hmm? <laughs> I saw I was crunching. What'd you say? <laughs> what, wow. What have you been doing with all your time off? In the off season, Rowdy. The off season. Mm. Just training, ma'am. <laughs> Very good. There's no... There is no off season when See, you're it. I love it. Oh my yeah. God. You have yeah. learned so he's, much. He's got his no fear shirts and he's got his mm-hmm. mouth yeah. full of cheeses. He doesn't Look skip leg day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, drink of water here. Yep, yep. Week one for the NFL is getting ready to start. Uh, we are mm. recording. It already this. started, player. Right, but Restore gosh. the roar. Hey, hey, shh. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't know. He do, okay, he doesn't my know. bad. Uh, we're definitely recording this before the first game, mm-hmm. without a doubt. So no doubt about as, it. As as we've done for the past, is it three years now? We've got you here as our betting expert to go ahead and give us five games on the slate. Your yep. picks against against the spread. Please, I'd be happy to. Yeah, man, he's even into it this season. <laughs> yeah, Alan. It's week one. This yeah, whole bit gets true. real old for him. <laughs> yeah. There's only about 17, half, there are only 18 more weeks, Rowdy. Yeah. About halfway through week two, he's over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about the, the, the third time he has asked, what's the spread? Don't, <laughs> uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> so okay, true. here we go. Thursday night game, Detroit versus Kansas City. Kansas City at home, uh, Super Bowl champions. Burrowhead Stadium. They're all-world tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey, but they are still a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell's boys. The Rowdy, kneecap biters. The kneecap biters. That's you right. said it was Kansas? Kansas City. Kansas City? Versus Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, let's go, let's go Kansas City. All I'm right. Starting out. Lions. So Starting I'll just go ahead good. and tell you. Yeah, you're wrong. Because that Detroit game's over. just won that game. <laughs> yeah. By one so, point, right? Yeah. One point? 21, uh-huh, 21-20. They did not hit the over. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, they lost the game. So uh, restore the roar. You're 0-1 for the year. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Jacksonville, the Jaguars, the new-look Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, one Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. and a pretty solid defense goes against your Indianapolis Colts. Uh, mm. With a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they're probably going to keel over and, just like that. Orca and they're, what, day, what day is this game? Sunday. Sunday. And they're missing, okay, their, well, they're missing a top five running back and their backup running back as well. It's going to be good. Indianapolis oh. is a three-and-a-half-point home underdog. You're going to see a pattern here. Mm. Three-and-a-half-point home <laughs> underdog. <laughs> Don't ask me okay, what that well, means. Who you got? Ordinarily, I would say not the Colts, but I'm going to be in attendance at Lucas Oil tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh. For the Colts kickoff So you're going to put some mojo on it. Yep. Jim Mersey is buying me dinner tomorrow. Heck you and yeah. Johnny and the I th- I feel like the team is going to be so amped up by seeing a stellar performance by Chris Angel My, and oh, Mr. I and, about the Chris and, and, Angel. and and the Jim Mersey band featuring John Mellencamp and Stephen Stills. That um, I think the Colts are going to do it. I think this is going to be the the hype up they need. Uh, now, when you say the Colts are going to do it, do you mean win the game or just lose yeah. by a field goal? Well, they'll at least at whatever, least lose by a field goal. Cover or whatever you call it. Cover? Yeah, I mean, they lose by a yeah. field goal. That's still a win for you. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's fair. I, no, you know, next week you'll, you'll have to report back on how the concert went. Yeah, I hadn't put this together yet, but it is quite fitting that the night before the Colts play, everything's going to be about an illusionist. (laughs) Hey, wow. Yeah. Because I don't feel like the Colts are going to have a very good year. Yeah. No, it's all smoking. We'll see, ma'am. Jacksonville by 10. The energy of that, there's going to be over 60,000 people there tomorrow night. Boy, that's a lot. Was it that big last time you went? No. Okay, so we're they sold out. They sold out of their free tickets this year. Good oh. thing you just got COVID. You're invincible. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sunday, four thirty. Philadelphia goes to New England to Foxborough. Ooh, Bama uh, on England. Bama. Uh-huh. Uh huh. New England is a four and a half point home underdog. Wow. New England and who? Philly. Philadelphia. The, uh, the oh Eagles. yeah, let's go Philly. They were yeah, just in the right. Super Bowl and they're mm-hmm. going back. Sunday in prime time, it's football night in America. We've got uh, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, taking on America's other team, the New York Football Giants. Giants, mm. you ready? Two and a half point home underdog. Any any feels on that one, Robbie? You said you the got? Giants and who? Cowboys, Dallas oh Cowboys, the Jerry Joneses. Am I not turned up enough? I always miss the first. I always miss the first one because I'm still thinking about my last pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say Giants because that's the name I remember. Yep. That's who I want to and, win. And finally, Monday in prime time, we've got Monday Night Football. Who's Monday Night Football this year? Mm, Herb Street, Tarico. Yeah, Herbie, I think. Right. No, Herbie's on Amazon, it? isn't he? He's on Thursday nights with Al Michaels. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who Monday is. I don't know who Monday is anymore. Hmm. Can't even remember. Buffalo 
the Bills and the Bills Mafia go down to the Meadowlands to face the New York Jets. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' new team. Jets are the favorite, right? Jets are a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Mm, Really? Yeah. I want to go Jets. Yeah. I want to go Jets. Yeah. Uh All right. That's going to be a good game, probably. Here we go. Uh, to recap, Thursday night game, Detroit, Kansas City, and KC. You picked Kansas City. That's an L. Uh, <laughs> Put it on the board. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Already, hey, you're on a heater. Uh, Jacksonville, Indy. You've got Indianapolis plus three and a half. Philly over New England minus four and a half. The Giants plus two and a half over the Dallas Cowboys. And Buffalo Oh, oh, no, you have Jets over Jets. Buffalo plus one yeah. and a half. Uh, Feel pretty good about this. You okay. say that every year. R- well, I think, I, I think I if we just that. tell him he wins them all, he'll be more excited to do this all season. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never it's know. It's like, Rowdy, you went 5-0, and oh, dude. You are on a heater. And then he, like, <laughs> yeah. gets cocky and starts using it, bet MGM and just losing his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a long con. Yeah. <laughs> What's your goal with this? Well, to bankrupt my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like any good friend would do. Yeah. Uh, right. So I have that carriage house built and I'll, I'll move in there. Yeah. yeah. It's totally fine. Uh-huh. My, He'll d- just my squat. other degenerate friend. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to ask this, but would you like to tease it? Ah, sure. <laughs> um, someday, I'm sure that you'll go far. For everyone else's sake, we hope you stay there. I'm teasing. <laughs> what is uh, that? The, the, dad jokes. That insult com? joke. Uh, that that comes from keeplaughingforever.com. Uh, that that is Not on their uh, their special section for 2023 insult jokes. Oh. Is that well, the number, yeah. or do they feel like these joke. are more? These are more timely. The twenty twenty. Uh, I don't know. It's just their newest batch of of insult jokes. It's their oh. new material. They're working it out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Rowdy, as always, thanks for playing. Uh, yeah. Didn't have a choice. Haters. <laughs> uh oh, guys. Uh oh. I just got a voicemail here. Oh. Uh-oh. Let me uh let me push play here and let's let's see let's see who called in. Hey there, Rowdy. Kentucky Colonel Sean giving you a call. I know after last week's podcast, Big City wanted to hear from the Colonel himself. So I was just giving you a call. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> the title of Kentucky Colonel is the highest title of honor bestowed upon um, by the governor of Kentucky. A nomination has to be made, and then the governor himself or herself has to make that wise choice if that nominee is worthy of the title (laughs) of Kentucky Colonel. So this summer, that title was thrust upon me, and I take that thrusting with pride. Being a boy raised and born in Kentucky, after 20 years of being away from the Commonwealth, moving back to the Bluegrass State, to have that title of Colonel thrust upon me, I will take that thrusting all day all night <laughs> for those listeners out there you too can be a colonel if you're ready the colonel will always be there 
in the dark of night <laughs> and the light of day. The colonel is waiting with fried chicken. So there you have it. <laughs> that was awesome. We, an update from the colonel. <laughs> Update from the colonels. Yeah, we we might need to have a colonel's corner segment. Uh, I love it. Time yeah, since the commission is MIA. In, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah the commission. Two Notre Dame games. Year, so. No commission cast. Getting cocky. Getting cocky. Yeah, getting getting lazy. Oh, colonel's days. corner. So, I'm all about it. A colonel's corner. See what's popping. See what's popping in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how that wildcat so we, football's going. Yeah, will will they all be this informative on the history of Kentucky? Now, wait, uh, is, is we can Kentucky only where yeah. the cocaine bear was? Kentucky's where the cocaine bear was, right? Cocaine. Yes, cocaine. <laughs> that was part of the bluegrass conspiracy. Of course. Was it what Kentucky? Eastern Kentucky, yeah. like Pikeville. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the big, the cocaine bear, the stuffed cocaine bears in Lexington right now in the mall, I think. Oh, oh, like the actual cocaine bear. Yeah. Yeah. I did, start, which I one st- did you think we well, were talking I s- about? Is that where he, it was attacking people was in Kentucky? I do believe so, yes. Okay. So everything about cocaine bear is Kentucky. That's what we're saying, yeah. All right. Copy that. <laughs> Now, okay, I, I take it back. It did not happen in Kentucky. The uh, bear was actually negative found ghost dead rider. in northern Georgia. Georgia. But oh. it's displayed at a mall in Kentucky. Oh, because Florence, Florence y'all? But, the, but it was Florence, a y'all. former Lexington Police Department narcotics officer turned drug smuggler who was trafficking cocaine from Columbia into the U.S., and... Colonel Cocaine. They dropped the, uh, they dropped the cocaine... Um, en route and it uh, landed in the wilderness Um, they had to abandon the plane uh, and Thornton's parachute didn't open and I believe he was just found dead in someone's driveway nice I started watching that movie when I had COVID but I think I passed out because I don't remember what happens (laughs) that doesn't seem like a show you want to watch on COVID a movie a show, that's what... Why? Seems like, yeah, it seems it. like a lot. Yeah, it seems oh, like, like a lot the in, to think the about. intensity of it, you mean? I mean, yeah. just a lot going on. Yeah, yeah and it it's was, kind of surreal as it was, and you were yeah, saying yeah. you were kind of coming in and out of these, I, like, fever dreams, right? Yeah, for sure. I had to go back and watch Res Dogs over again because I didn't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, of fever dreams, um, oh, here we got another one. Let's let's jump let's jump to this. This is a, this is a wild story. Okay. Uh, tell us about what happened with this uh, Mexico City Marathon. Oh my God, this is a wild story. Did you guys read that article? So the uh, Mexico City Marathon had like thirty thousand plus 30, participants. 000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 11,000 participants thus far, I believe the investigation continues, have been disqualified. Ooh. That's right. Over a third of the marathon participants got DQ'd for cutting the route, for anything from cutting off uh, on the path to jumping in cars to getting on bikes to getting on motorbikes. And it's my understanding that this is not the first time 
thousands of participants in the Mexico City Marathon have been DQ'd. This is like uh-huh. a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in 2017, there was 6,000 runners that were DQ'd, uh, and 3,000 uh, in 2018 were removed. Oh, because my God. They, apparently, this has been such a problem that they have they now have these checkpoints, and I'm guessing they're the mm. same sort of checkpoints where you, they, you have a chip that you're supposed to carry, and you just mm-hmm. need to make sure that you make it through the gate. Uh, every five kilometers, so every three miles, there's one of these checkpoints. And people were just missing one, two, sometimes three checkpoints. <laughs> Getting in a car and driving down the road. I what? mean, what's the point? Exactly. That's just exactly to say you you just to get your little medal that says you ran the Mexico City Marathon, even though you didn't. Yeah. What? Well, how is this? And eleven thousand people cheated. Yeah. I mean, what is happening? Don't you think you would notice if you were a, if you were a course marshal? Don't you think you would notice? Like you're talking to maybe not. Uh, I mean, maybe because there's so many people. Yeah, there'd be a freaking three? Uber line on the uh, on the side of the pa- marathon tra- track, like trail, yeah, whatever how path. This, how is it possible for eleven thousand people to be able to do this? I mean, that there'd be a traffic jam. Yeah. Well, yeah. and. I just don't understand the goal because if you're running a marathon or not. Yeah, these people were. The, I mean, if you the, start a marathon. If you start a marathon. Let's just say you're an average. Let's just say you're an average runner. Okay. I'm I don't understand the, the point because there's only a certain amount of people who are going to like finish do the two hours kind of or whatever price, yeah, right, and, right. The, and those people are all from kenya right well the guy who not actually, typically on, the guy who actually won the race this year he was a bolivian runner hexagon like flores well he ran uh-huh. it in a record two hours to eight minutes which was just, minutes but see he's used to that altitude previous record right yeah, there you go oh that could be yeah yeah just anyway had so chewed on some coca leaves mm, and caught to your mm-hmm. point but they, yeah, but they, if you're not, but if you're not going to be one of those top finishers, which is pretty much guaranteed, what's the point of shaving off this time? I know. <laughs> what's in it for you? Oh, ragging rights. You cheated, and no one else cares. So you're the only one who who cares about this, and then you you know that you, that you unless that's the whole game is trying to do it without getting caught, and I could see some fun in that. Yeah, that maybe that is the game. Maybe that's the game. How far can I get without getting caught? How how much can I do? How much can I run? But yeah, you're not. If you if you weren't a professional runner, and you hadn't put up times like this before, what what do you think you're gonna gain out of this? Because you can't yeah. do it. You can't cheat and be like, oh, I ran it in two minutes or two hours, uh, seven minutes, six minutes, whatever. That's like, first off. You're in um, Olympic time, the time area at that point. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about the right. best of the best. Right. Yeah. But if you hadn't done that before, somebody's going to immediately get suspicious. So even if you're cutting time off, you might only be cutting 15 or 20 minutes off. But, you're but cutting that's a huge three hour. amount. Yeah. But it's, but it's after, a, a, you know, a three hour, four hour marathon anyway. It's not like. You right. can do it and win the race, to Rowdy's point. You're not going to be in the money. 
Yeah. This Why guy just ran that? a 47-minute marathon. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. At 11,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Set the world record by an hour and 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unreal. And that it's like a thing. Right. It's like like it's a yeah, trend. I mean, it's a thing for a, at least a third of the people. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's, that's what's crazy. That's why me. I think Rowdy's on. Rowdy, you're on to something. I think that this is the game. I think people. They've invented up, a new race. Right. They've invented a new sport. Right. Oh, that's on a good top point. of the sport. Yeah. It's a side game. Yeah. And I like their version better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a counterculture it thing. Yeah. Yeah. See how much you can see how much you can cut off. I guess there's games within games. How much of the distance can you actually cut off of the total distance mm -hmm. without getting caught? And then how low can you go without getting caught? Well, and what's the what's the uh, can you fake a sub three marathon and get away with it? That's right. the question. Right. That's the record they're trying to break. Yeah. And if they caught eleven thousand people, they're not batting a thousand. Somebody got through. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. I mean, you would like to think since they caught 11 out of 30,000 people that they got them all, but I bet they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't catch me. Got to catch them all. <laughs> well, I also wanted to touch on there's another uh, race that is, that is currently happening. Oh. Literally, literally as, as we speak, and this is the 27th annual Sri Chinmoy Self Transcendence 3100 Mile Race, oh, which yeah. is currently happening in Jamaica, Queens, oh. New York. You could have did you not see this. You could have checked it out. Yeah. So this this race started August 30th, and it will go until August, uh, October 20th. This is a 3100 mile race, and it takes place on a slightly over half mile loop in Jamaica, Queens. And so it runs around a, a sports field playground in high school. And you essentially, to, to meet the goal of 3,100 miles in 52 days, runners have to log an average of 59.6 miles each day. So you can, you can start running at 6 a.m and run until midnight. So you can take breaks as needed, um, but that's the goal. That you is try insane. To, you try to log these miles, and throughout, they, they apparently have some, some rest stations. They have vegetarian meals and snacks provided during the day. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is currently happening. It's a half-mile loop? Half-mile loop. How boring. And, and you just run it. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's it's, it's transcendent. That's why it's, that's why it's oh, self you go into the you're zone. Pushing, mm -hmm. You're pushing beyond. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this was this was Portals. founded by Sri Chinmoy, who. Well, that makes sense because uh, that's the name that's in the yes, title of, of the race. He was a yeah. He was a spiritual teacher. Funny how that works. Athlete, artist, musician, poet, and humanitarian. Wow. He apparently wrote. Published uh, 120,000 poems. Oh, this guy's got endurance. As a musician, he performed all kinds of free concerts uh, mm. all over the world, peace concerts. He's a painter, 
And Naturally. He, and he was a runner, so he, he founded this race. But after years of running, he developed a bad knee. So when he was in his 50s, he started lifting. And he would do all of these crazy weightlifting uh, uh, stunts, essentially. So he, so one of one of his stunts was lifting an elephant that was being ridden what? by Carl Lewis. Uh-oh. Uh, while he was singing the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on key and mm. in pitch. Did I say that right? In, in uh, key and on pitch? That didn't feel I mean, right, but... I, I don't know. <laughs> he, he allegedly lifted 7,000 pounds with one arm. Um, and then he also was known for lifting other... Outside of... Uh, Carl Lewis, he lifted Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, Muhammad Ali, Sting, Eddie Murphy, Susan Sarandon, Roberta Flack, Yoko Ono, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Gere, and Helen Hunt. All of the same Richard Gere, he's lifting lifting two at at the same time. Um, The gerbil. (laughs) Richard Gere. Um, But... So yeah, He's this guy some also, careers. also um, <laughs> who is this Kim Jong Un's dad? <laughs> he may have been running a cult. If you ask his followers, if you ask his followers, this was definitely not a cult. If you ask his former followers, it definitely was a cult. So the jury's I can, the jury's oh out man. here. I can guarantee you that one hundred percent of respondents who are currently in a cult will tell you. Without it's not fail, a cult. that it's not a cult. Right. That's <laughs> kind of how you know it's a cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Bill <laughs> if Pearl. nobody's even going, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's Bill, examine Bill the facts. Bill Pearl, who, and then, who yeah, was a, that's a cult. So this guy who was a former Mr. Universe, Bill Pearl, he he <laughs> said um, that he had never seen any anything like this in his uh, 55 years. Um, and so he, I mean, he had some of these weightlifters saying these were amazing stunts. However, uh, Terry Todd, who was a professor of kinesiology at the University of Texas, said, um, Terry Todd, the, office linebacker. Street, Street Chinmoy was asked how, how he could do this, and he said, meditation. Uh, he said, the strength and power are coming from within, from an inner source. Uh-huh. And, um, the this kinesiologist said, uh, "Well, the power is actually uh, the the source of his power is actually the rule of levers, um, because he said that Sri Chinmoy used all this different equipment. So essentially, he's he said if you uh, build a platform, add a lever, position the fulcrum so it's just above your shoulders, and add hundreds or even thousands of pounds to the platform." or celebrities or elephants or cars or planes and then tell journalists your plans and then pray enigmatically then stand on a tiptoe and push upward from your calves voila the platform will raise a quarter inch so you you too can self-transcend with the power of levers Mm. or you know running 3100 miles around a i kind of think in new york i kind of think to tie this into our last story I kind of think that Tree Chin Moy and him trying to continually appear to lift heavier and heavier items is essentially doing the new game that those 
that those marathon cheaters were doing as well. Yeah. He's like, how, how big of a thing can I make it look like I'm lifting? And he just keeps going bigger and bigger. So mm-hmm. he's trying to find the line, too, of how big can I make this before people really start questioning what's going on? Well, I mean, people questioned him, and, and, and his answer was, I don't believe it either. <laughs> hey, man. He's like, it's 7,000 hey, pounds. Yeah. It's crazy yeah, I don't, to me, I don't too. Believe, yeah. I don't believe it either. Look, it's an, dude, it's, uh, this is it's wild. Yeah. And then he's like, have you seen me play? Have you yeah. seen me play? Oh, man. Yeah. Man, people got... It's pe- funny people get too. into some <laughs> wild stuff, man. I tell you. Yep. Yeah, I that's mean, a pretty it, good. That's a pretty good deflection, though. I don't oh, believe it. I yeah. don't believe it. Yeah, either. me neither, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. I was there. It? I don't know what. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's a. It's a pretty. He's a, he's a pretty wild dude. Make that uh, check out the cash. Um, <laughs> but the initials are C A S H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's wow. like what I. T- the, I really, I just, man, I'm gonna really just hone in on that because I, I like that answer. It's like when my kids say stuff like, "I'm thirsty," and I respond with, "You know, I've been thirsty before too. I know what that's like." Yeah. And then just kind of move on with. That's the an interesting sensation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm Do a, you I'm thirsty I'm boy? <laughs> oh man oh dude all right this this last headline it just says viking ears oh man we only got a few minutes so so oregon uh the oregon quack attack ducks rowdy played portland state vikings this week in a real barn burner i believe the final score was 81 to 6 if i'm not seven. mistaken 7 okay seven. 81 to 7 they did get a tud but the yeah. coach, Portland State coach, after the game, talked about how one of the players got his ear ripped off. I guess his oh. helmet came off, and it partially ripped his ear off his head and concussed him at the same time. But he'll yeah. be fine because like they it. sewed it back on. Right. I like the um, John Canzano is the Portland State. The uh, nonchalantness. The, yeah, the whole thing. We're fine. Knock on wood. We had one guy get his ear ripped off. They sewed it back on. And now, yeah. now they say he has a concussion. So he's out. But I think he's fine. Yeah. His ear Went on to off. clarify, not the whole ear, partial ear detachment. I, I think it was from when he got his helmet knocked off. And I think his ear didn't come out of the helmet. Oh. So there he No biggie. Shape. They also... Yeah. Just yeah, it's how nonchalant he was, and, and and then to have watched this, and then almost like question the sh- the the toughness of the player by saying yeah, and now they so say now he he's has out a concussion yeah so so he's out but I think he's fine like, are you questioning the science behind head uh, trauma? Are you questioning the toughness of this player? It's like oh they say he has a concussion. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love John Canzano. Get this guy a bigger job. He's 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 a uh, maestro on the mic. Yeah, he's a few. Fu- he could be a future uh, press conference legend. <laughs> For at sure. this at this rate. Just, 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it just this was on his radio show. This guy needs. <laughs> How does Portland show. State football have a radio show? Hey man. Oh man, they got Nike money. But Vi- well, that's true. Viking is, up. Uh, maybe this is this is why uh, he talks like this. The name of his radio show is called "The Bald Faced Truth" with John Canzano. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. It's only about faces, not not ears. Yeah. So Wild. Check that guy out. Wow, I need to see some pics of this. Surely that's on the interweb somewhere. Oh, for sure. I you couldn't find watch. anything yet. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll come. Pack twelve. It'll come. Yeah. yeah. We. I'm sure we can find the play, right? Yeah. With the helmet coming off. Then wow. You're staying in. Something else. Yeah. Something. Well, else. that's it. We did it. We did sports episode three hundred nine. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner Brandon Casburn, Food Editor Dennis Chu, uh, our own Kentucky Colonel Sean, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is Honorary Ball Boy this week. Got to go to uh, Big City Adam on the Big City Beat, hostess oh. with the mostest tennis fanatic. Uh, you know, good time having tour guide par excellence ACG. Also, I would like to give a shout out to the Delta diarrhea bomber. Cause that yeah, story yeah. Oh, is something else. <laughs> well, give us a quick for people who don't know what you're going to recap it. Or you want me to read? I mean, it, I, yeah, I can, I guess quickly. I think, yeah. It was I think, a flight uh, like, from my uh, Atlanta to Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. and a passenger had diarrhea <laughs> over the length of the entire plane and the plane was forced to return to Atlanta right. um, because, because it was a biohazard. Diarrhea. Boy, yeah. those Spaniards are kind of weak in the stomachs, huh? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable story. There's only a, like an eight second video online. And it's so just the aftermath about it. Yeah. Just the aftermath. Yeah. It's an unbelievable. So event. what's the story here? They got up and they just like lost it in the aisle. I don't. I think so. I'm, my guess is they were trying to make it to the restroom, and just it's lavatory. I think there has to be some some sort of uh, medical condition that this is. Yeah, part it's of called it. diarrhea. But how did it get all over the plane aisle? Like they dropped trowel. Because he was trying to make. Because he was trying to probably came out make the leg the, of his pants. I mean, it probably coming out his pant leg. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the worst part is imagining. So the, the God that Almighty. Bad. Yeah. Hey guys, buckle up. Here's the worst part. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking. I was I was kind of trying to put myself. I'm opening the safety door, the emergency uh, exit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's like, the, yeah, the entire plane. Imagine the smell. Oh that's, yeah, that's just terrible. that like but metallic guy, funk. Or or girl it could be could be a woman. Um, they their pants are soiled, so it's like okay. Well, what are they doing? Do they do do they get into their? <laughs> hopefully, they their brought pants. some some. Well, everything. Their underoos. They, they've got to they've got to clean themselves up. Shoes. So it's like, are the is the airline staff just wrapping a blanket around this person? Are they letting them go get into their overhead bin to get some of their? Well, hopefully they brought something carry-on to have some... some oh, no, you crawl to. into the cargo bay, dude, and find the suitcase. Or a suitcase with some britches in it. 
All right. I'm just totally surprised that there have not been any, at least that I've seen, photos of the of the culprit. Yeah. Don't you think you would think someone is going to be like TikTok and yeah. this or whatever? And you, you've got to think that there's like a fire blanket or something on those planes that this person could cover up in, right? Like, well, and they just, can't like sprinkle something on the on? sprinkle something on the floor to soak soak all that up and vacuum it a up. Kid, some some kitty litter. Yeah, some baking soda or something. How far into the flight were they that when they did the Yui? I don't know. I don't know if they were even over the ocean. It's got to be something medical, right? Like it's got to be. It got to be a, a reaction to a medication or a surgery or something. Damn, you, man. <laughs> You guys seem skeptical. If you can't, well, hey, if you can't handle the cuisine in Atlanta, oh, good luck in Spain. <laughs> I mean, damn. They don't call it paella for nothing. That's right, dire uh, hee haw. Yeah. Was this person immediately uh, arrested upon returning to uh, Atlanta? This is a uh, chemical warfare. <laughs> it's a terrorist attack on a plane. Oh, I, dude. Yeah, I want to know how... Now I do wonder how far they got. But oh, well, we'll look at that. How would you like to I be, mean, like, going to Spain? Like, think this is, like, your first time you're going to Europe. You're jacked. You're all ready to go spend all this money. And somebody craps their pants and ruins it for you. No, not well, their pants. And, and so, the plane. Someone, well, their pants well, first. Someone else... Um, someone else probably... Um, also... I mean, if this is a this is an overseas if if this is an overseas flight, you you can just imagine like a probably decent number of people on the plane took some like sleeping pills or something to conk out. Yeah. So then they they wake up and they're just back in Atlanta and everything smells like diarrhea. No. Oh, so get the yeah, that's a good point. So here's what we do know: it was an Airbus A350. There was 336 passengers on board. They got all the way to Virginia before they turned around, so it was probably at least an hour, hour and a half. At that point, this is the craziest part. At that point, everyone what disembarked. Yeah. Yeah. They were laid over for eight hours, and then they got back on the plane at 5.16 p.m. and flew to Barcelona. Good grief. Okay, say the captain gets in on the same in the same plane, plane shampooed them carpets. Yeah. Okay. That is. Say you're on this flight. Rally, unlike any other boot and rally yeah. that we've ever seen. 338 people. The captain gets on the loudspeaker, and they're going full Democratic. It's a vote. Do we keep going, or do we turn around? How are you guys voting? Dump them in the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Not the destiny of the dire hee haul person, just whether you go to Barcelona or you turn back around and go to Hotlanta. I'm voting for I, let's keep this see, thing I cooking. Mean, yeah, what what I would have done is just kept going if I was the pilot, kept going to Atlanta, but dropped the oxygen masks. Kept going to Barcelona, but dropped the ox oxygen masks. Yeah, so people can just breathe. That's not a bad idea. I think everybody, and then everybody's happy. Yeah. And kind of high. Well, probably not. I wouldn't say happy. I wouldn't say everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say this. Since they were still over land, I'm okay with turning. I would say I would vote turn around. And I would think 
the I, the person on the plane probably wants to get off. And, what if you could like just push that happen. person off and keep going? I would. I would. <laughs> you're you're, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. <laughs> it's for their sake. I would say let's turn around. I'm surprised we we would have to go all the way back to Atlanta and not be able to. Yeah, can't we just like White drop Air off Air in like Dulles or something and like get this taken care of and keep cooking here? Right. You're telling me that Atlanta was the closest airport. Right. I, I think not. Right. That's why we have to have this one straight mile for every five miles of interstate. Well, that's exactly true. Exactly this moment. That's true, for but just this I think those big ass planes got to have more than a mile. You think? Yeah, those big old Airbus I joints. I think. Well, I think we're getting off topic here. The topic at hand. I'm talking about tarmac length. <laughs> I know what we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sports, sports, sports pod. At gmail.com, any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah. Yeah.